Hey guys, it's Homie and the Dude, the father and son team. Our sponsor today is GM Ledges, the coolest way to minimize clutter behind your GM screen. If you're like me and you have a laptop, dice, spell cards, pen, dice, minis, maps, and even more dice behind your screen, then like me, you need these ledges to organize your tabletop life. Check out the GM Ledges Kickstarter. Their link is in our description. This is Homie and the Dude, the father and son podcast. Today we're bringing you another D&D Diaries. This week we're going to be talking about building your first pantheon of gods. Quite a daunting task. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and one that I definitely found very daunting because of some of my opinions and, uh, and things that I enjoy um, to do with, uh, with fancy and things like that. So... Um, just so you're aware, we basically moved on from Lost Minds of Fandelver, which is what we've been talking about uh, in our last couple of episodes. And we began writing our first homebrew world uh, called the Sky Realm. Um, we'll tell you little bits about it as we go through the rest of this series. Um, but we started with the Pantheon of Gods, as many do, um, when creating their world. And um, for me, I typically like... Um, I don't know, I, I, I don't often enjoy the involvement of gods in a world too much. Yeah. For me, it, it feels like it takes away from the, the, the heroes that are in that story because there's always something more powerful and, and bigger and stronger out there. So it can change things on a, like, like Yeah, that. exactly. And so, you know, there's there's the whole, you know, like Clash of Titans like series. I'm not a huge fan of that. And don't get me wrong, I love like Greek mythology, I love like Roman mythology, like Norse mythology. It's all amazing and there are beautiful pantheons of gods that have all these incredible stories. Are it awesome. like, doesn't it feel like that in itself has to be really plugged into a story? Like if the gods are going to be involved, they're going to have to be involved. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise they're, they're sort of a, a backdrop for the story that you know, can be referenced or something like that. They're either passive or they're active, right? Yeah, and I fully agree. And so we started going through in our heads what we thought you know, people would enjoy play, like dealing with the most, how present these gods were going to be in our world, how much the players were going to have to deal with them, how important they would be, and stuff like that. And so what I came to the conclusion of is, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of having gods involved in the world. Um, so I created the smallest pantheon of gods that I could. Um, so we have three gods in our, in our homebrew world. We have the old father and his two children, um, one male and one female, um, reflecting kind of like the good and the bad, the yin and the yang um, of existence. And so um, I didn't want to go massively into depth with that because I wanted to allow my detail to go into building the world and like the grungy uh, down to earth, like on the ground stuff, you know, the yeah. the... the the, the stuff that I feel like when I watch uh, a movie or, or a series or read a book or something, you know, the stuff that I feel really makes a, a story and an adventure is, is, is the stuff that is around them, the things that they're living in, you know, the, the, the grit and the grime that these adventures are having to go through and stuff. So I wanted to save a lot of my detail for that and, uh, and move kind of on from the Pantheon uh, relatively quickly. Um, 
However, it, it is one that I needed. We needed to have the gods because totally. it needed to give us lore. It gave us how the world was created. It gave us how everything came into existence. It informed us of how we created this idea of the, the sky realm, which is something that we, we came up with um, and how we got to that point, basically. Um, it's kind of like the gods are, for us, at least, it, mm. I think when I look, look at our gods, they're super, super important for the, kind of like the Big Bang moment mm -hmm. that created our universe. Yeah. You know, and I think that's, the, f certainly for our setting, that is the most important role that our gods serve, is to, it's almost to set, okay, here's the stage that the story will take place in. And the yeah. gods have sort of created those rules, so to speak. And thus, and, and since have stepped back a little bit and allowed the people to, to live and, and, and make decisions in the world that they live in and affect the environment and stuff that they live in. So yeah, I went, and honestly, it's because a mixture of fear of having to create a huge pantheon and involve them in the world and have different religious groups and all that kind of stuff. I didn't want to have to go into all that. So fear of having to create stuff that I, at the time, didn't feel like I was ready to do. Um, plus also, again, my own personal preferences <laughs> of, of style and themes. And, um, and so, like I said, I wanted it to be more about these guys' characters than I did, you know, the gods being involved with them in, in, any, uh, in, in many types of ways. And so, yeah, it, it ended up really actually being a great informative tool. Now, the reason I, I started with the Pantheon of Gods is because like Tom said, it gives you that big bang moment for us and it gave us how we get to where we are now. So a lot of creating those gods informed us of the world that we then created after that based on what we did for the gods and, and the little story that goes along with them. So actually, in the long term, even though we were working on gods and the people that like govern this world, basically, we were actually working on world building stuff in terms of um, informing us for, you know, what kind of settlements would be in these places. You know, we know, for example, that the Sky Realm is very much based in Ventus's area in Deus. So it's a lot more light. There's a lot more foliage. It's green. It's bright. It's yeah. sunny, you know, that kind of stuff. As opposed to the land realm, we know it's Alia's domain. We know that she uh, that she and Gehenna's beings walk freely there. So there's a lot more like zombies and undead and like vampires and mm. stuff like that. You know what I mean? And so it informed us massively of the world that we were building. And gave us parameters, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like this is like this does fit up here, it doesn't fit down here. This stuff is, you know, that that type of almost like guidelines of rails of of what you can include and what you can't include. It was the first set of guidelines that we gave ourselves. Yeah. We go, cool. So when you first start running the homebrew, everything is open. And then you create when we create that pantheon, we put some like clear borders in and we go, cool, this is the direction that we're heading. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And don't get me wrong, we were at the time still very open to adjusting that and changing it, but actually it's turned out that what we created end up working quite well with the world that we have created and has allowed for um, us to continue using what we originally created for the gods. So um, we do have three gods, they're called Deus, uh, Alia, and Ventus. Um, Deus being the old father, um, Alia being his daughter and, uh, and Ventus being his half-mortal son. Um, and yeah, like it, it was something that we've, and, and not only that, but I have utilized the gods a little bit since sure. then as well. We've had one interaction with one of the gods through a death of a, of a player. Um, and we've also had um, 
some like some blessings from some of the gods. You know, we've had, uh, you know, one of the uh, sorry, the um, our rogue um, basically interacted with a cleric on one of our first islands, and uh, there is a blessing there that involved like some of the god. And you know, we, we we've involved them as minimally as possible, but yeah, they're they're still there. They exist, and we've, like you said. They give good parameters to a world. So if anyone is wondering what a good first step is and you're wondering, you know, in this sea of possibility, where do you start? Try a pantheon. Try a couple of gods and they might give you some they might give you some clearer direction on where you want the rest of the world to go. I think for us another variable was just resources. Like if we if we expanded this whole huge, you know, family of gods and all of the personalities and all of those interactions, it felt like that was just going to be an additional amount of work mm-hmm. on top of creating our, our settlement. And I think, I think if you get it right and you get all the rules right, all of the guidelines and the framework right, and everything fits in there, that's the hope. And I feel like we've done that to, to this point. We may find later on that we're like, oh shit, the gods have to like change some rules because we need to go in a different direction. Yeah. But as of now everything kind of fits into the framework of the gods. And I guess that's probably another point, which is what are your resources? Like, do you have enough time to build out it's, it, you know, a substantial side story of how the gods interact, especially if the, none of the gods are actually playing characters or NPCs or anything like that. They're just kind of in the, in the background. Do you have time for that? And the second is if you do have time to do gods, maybe a smaller sect of gods is is the way to go and then really think through okay so how how are the rules established and will everything that i want to do fit into those rules and you can only like do a first attempt at that mm-hmm. and you might have to modify it but at this point we're we're still within those rules yeah and by uh, just just to reference what you said by rules tom means like for example you know uh, like like i talked about in in the sky realm there's a lot more foliage there's a lot more green yeah. because of the fact that it has a lot of light there's just sunlight up there where on the land realm it's actually shrouded in clouds so there's a lot of darkness it's a more of a desert mad max kind of vibe down there and by rules, what Tom means is like stipulations of how you then create the variables in your world. You, you yeah. create the different things that are going on and you, you understand what fits in certain places. Yeah, rules is probably not the right word. I mean, maybe like what is the reality yeah. of the world? Right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think the other piece of advice I'd give, adding on to the, the little pieces that Tom just gave there as uh, a last little bit, is use references, guys. Like, at the end of the day, there is, uh, they even put it in the player's handbook, different pantheons of gods that are in the D&D world, pantheons of gods that are Norse, Greek, uh, Roman. They reference all of those in the player's handbook. Um, but if you want to, go do some research on that kind of stuff. You know, I did a little bit of research for our Allfather, choosing his name and stuff like that. All of the names are uh, things that I chose based off of uh, personalities and things like that and uh, translations and stuff. Certain and, archetypes. Yeah, yeah, certain archetypes, exactly. So, you know, use references. There's a lot of gods that have been created in a lot of movies and a lot of stories. And furthermore, there's a lot of gods that have been created in religions that exist in the world that we live in stuff. Use references. It will help you creating those gods, and uh, and it's not plagiarizing <laughs> when you're when you're uh, when you're taking an idea of, of a core archetype like Tom said and and twisting it to fit your style. That's totally cool. That's totally fine. Um, and at the end of the day, uh, I don't think the ancient Greeks are going to mind 
if you plagiarize <laughs> Zeus, <laughs> you it's know. True. And really, like, how many archetypes are there? Like, you know, yeah. there's, 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 you know, good and all the variations of good. There's bad and all the variations of bad. And then there's sort of the gray that, you know, kind of go between good and bad. And it's just kind of fitting in where, you know, where that God sits mm. in, in those. But those, those are pretty clear. Like, there's not a million archetypes. No. You know, I don't know what the number is. But, yeah, so there's, there's an established baseline of information that you can draw on and then just tweak it for your own you know however you see your god however you picture that your god interacts with the world all of those things are, are, are then add-ons bolt-ons to some stuff that's already created which is probably the easiest way to go yeah for sure and like i'm sure when you come up with the world concept you know i came up with like floating islands was like the concept and then getting to floating islands you know we had to go well how did the islands become floating how did the land yeah. get in the sky and with that you know the pantheon of gods aided us in creating that and getting to that concept that i originally had so yeah guys i hope um this gives you some direction on building your pantheon of gods i hope you um have an idea of, of, of what you may like to create and i hope this kind of helps you maybe narrow it down or, or give yourself a maybe a good starting point for creating your homebrew as well um, but either way thank you all so much for watching this has been homie and the dude uh dnd diaries and we look forward to seeing you in the next one we're going to be talking about building our first settlement yep very excited look forward to seeing you then see you guys we're chugging through we're loving doing this stuff for you guys um if you want to support us you want to make sure that we can keep getting you know better quality set better quality lights make the filming better bigger um, bigger batteries for the camera bigger batteries for the camera. <laughs> yes you know all that kind of stuff um you can do that by just liking following the page and subscribing to the youtube channel that is what really makes a difference to us